You're about to listen to Rich Tanning's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelles de Pur. Rahelles de Pur. There they are in the distance. Um, it is free to listen as a download, but you can watch it for a very small fee. £3.50 a show, or £15 for what is 10 podcasts. We never envisaged it being that many. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> if you felt like uh, contributing financially, that would be fantastic. It would help us do more of this and of other projects. Go to gofasterstripe.com. Uh, if you can't do that, just please spread the news, tell your friends about this show, get them to listen, get them to possibly download it for money instead. So I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who the other day his wee smelt of asparagus, even though he hadn't eaten asparagus. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelestapur. Wow, you're so cool. It's really cool if you shout it really loud. That's the coolest you can be. Uh, I am Richard Herring. This is the show. Welcome. Um, yeah, the other day, my, my wee smell of asparagus. I'd been out the night before, but I hadn't eaten asparagus. That's, that's like, like a ghost had come and weed in my toilet. It's like, that's one of my, my emergency questions. So that was kind of a bit weird that that came up. I was kind of worried that a Bigfoot might appear in the, in the bathroom. I tried to suck my own cock. It, did, it didn't, it, what, not everything came off, uh, I have to say, uh, literally. And um, yeah, God's still making a sway. I really thought last week that uh, Nelson Mandela was gonna die and pr thus prove uh, that racism is incorrect, is correct, because, uh, because uh, the Prince Philip would have lived. It's a running joke now through. But unbelievably, they're both still alive. And Mick Ashton died from Time Team. That was a bit of a left field one from God. They're proving that archeology span is incorrect. But so, you know, you never know with God what he's trying to say, because also Tony Robinson got knighted as well. So what's he saying about archeology? span It's unclear what his feelings are. Some days he likes archeology. span Some days he, I don't like that. They're gonna discover dinosaur bones and prove I don't exist. I don't, I don't like that. That's what God is thinking. That's right, yeah, keep up. Uh, so, um, uh, I'll quickly talk to the audience, I think, because uh, I haven't got much to say. Uh, the other, I managed to turn this off accidentally the other day, so I missed, think, I missed you when I was, that was the face that was gonna put people off masturbating. Uh, there you go, so you can go, you can go back if you're watching this at home. You're back, the uh, nuclear physicist is back. How are you doing, where, where were you? You were in China, selling nuclear secrets to China. <laughs> what were you doing in China? It seems very suspicious. You were walking along the Great Wall. That's what they all, that's what all the great spies say. <laughs> Actually, the great spies don't admit they've gone to China. A man arriving late, here he comes. And a lady, they're arriving late, they're coming here to sit here. What's your name, sir? Uh, Jimmy, hi. Jimmy, hi. You know, I didn't get all, put, don't get all informal with me. I just asked your name. <laughs> I don't want, oh, hello, I'm not going to talk to you as if you're an equal with me. What do you, what do you, what do you do for a living if you have a job? You look too young to have a job. Have a job what, a you're a student, that's what I thought, you're still at, still in primary school, aren't you? Where are you at? What, what are you studying? Doing law. Fuck, I better watch you. Is, uh, and this is your, is this your young, young friend? Is your, you're just a friend or is it more than, more than friends? More, maybe more. If it goes well tonight, this is going to fucking wreck it. I'm going to wreck it tonight. I don't like the idea of that guy ever getting to have sex. Look at him. Why does he get to have sex? I don't. Look 
Hello, beautiful girl. What's uh, maybe more? Oh, that's nice. Oh. Is this your first date? No. No. Have you already you've already done it, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send that. To, I'm going to send a copy of this to your mum. She's going to be furious. Are you studying law as well? No, I'm doing sociology. Doing so sociology and what? Social policy, two pointless things. <laughs> One was not enough for you. So, what's the difference between sociology and social policy? It sounds like a, both a joke and a tongue twister <laughs> all at once. What's the, what's the difference between those two things for people watching at home? <laughs> and I'd be interested to see how this joke works in the second part. Um, yeah. Social policy yeah. is about um, like legal systems and it's applying the theoretical elements of sociology into real world policies that can hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> it's good, wasn't it? It was a good answer. <laughs> Very full answer there. We've learnt a lot. Is that what you like about about her? The kind of the that, that and your t <laughs> disgraceful. There's, did Emmelina Pankhurst or someone die for this? Whoever it was, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, so uh, anyway, look. I'm not going to. I was last when I last spoke to uh, Izzy City in Edinburgh. Well, it wasn't the. I also did the Sony Awards. I've listened back to both of these because I couldn't remember. Anything. I was terribly sexist and obnoxious. If you listen to the Edinburgh Fringe podcast, I'm not going to be like that this time. I'm going to be. I'm going to be very polite and nice. So, will you please welcome? You'll remember her best from her appearance on Improvisation, my dear Mark Watson, <laughs> which has to be the worst name for a TV show ever. Will you please welcome? It's Izzy City, ladies and gentlemen. There she is, look at her. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you. You're looking, I love your, you were very, you were very lovely dressed at the Sony Awards in a kind of wedding dress and now you're all kind of summery. Yeah, nice. I did wear a wedding dress. You did? I didn't mean to wear a wedding dress to the Sony Awards. And um, you proposed uh, to, on my podcast that I did very drunkenly from the Sony Awards, you were proposed to your boyfriend. He, did he ever listen to it? He said he hasn't heard it. <laughs> If he hasn't heard it, it didn't happen. Uh, so do you remember much? I'll get this out of the way because everyone will want to know about this, first of all. Do you remember much about improvisation, my dear? What's Mark? What, this is such a bad... Do you remember much about your... It's like elementary, my dear Watson. It's so far from being a pun about that. It's such a bad title. I should get Mark Watson on to have a go. It's, that's not your fault, is he? I like the idea that like a German person would come and not have heard of the saying elementary, my dear Watson. Go, Why the fuck... Why is this long title? What does it mean? It's still bad. I haven't seen it, I'm afraid. Was it good? Yeah, it yeah, was. It was uh, Rufus Hound's very good at improvisation. Is he? Yeah. Well, why is he not in it then? It's why is Mark Watson hosting it? I presume Mark Watson's hosting it because otherwise it's a really bad name for a team. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got the Tim Key happened. to host it. But, no, Mark Watson did host it. Yeah. There was green screen, so it was things like uh, in post they put like hot dogs flying around his head and stuff like that yeah sounds good I must check it I wish I'd uh, <laughs> wish I'd done some research I've worked very hard on the other podcast this is like the last two we're doing today so you know I thought I wouldn't do as much research as <laughs> like I read all of Stephen Fry's books and you haven't written have you written a book 
No. No, well, that's not any help to me then, is it? So, um, <laughs> let's get this out of the way. I've got my, I've brought along my um, battered, uh, is yours like this? Mine's all, I have been carrying it around a lot. It's all kind of started to rub off. This is my bronze Sony award, that way up. Uh, there you go, which uh, you um, won the gold Sony one. I'm kind of hoping that with you here, that if you won the gold and I won the bronze, together, this podcast should next year be even better, win even more than gold. What do you get if you mix gold and bronze together? Silver. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, the, the, I have to say, the, the, um, the metallurgist the element of our audience, I, someone, I, said it was copper, I said bronze is copper and tin, and someone said, no, no, it's copper and something else. And I was fucking right the other week. Some other, usually, my audience is like a Wikipedia that will answer any question. The more successful I've got, the more thick you lot have got. <laughs> what, if you mix gold and bronze, you get silver. <laughs> Is the alchemist in the audience there? Ben Johnson's there. I see you're thick. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I hate you all. Uh, so uh, where have you been carrying it? I've been I've been carrying it around with me. Do you not carry? Where's yours? It's, a, it's on the mantelpiece. I've been yeah, carrying it in my it's well, next I bring to it, an, a knitted bird that <laughs> my friend made me. I bring it's it here to intimidate useless. my various guests with my bronze, my bronze Sony awards. I think that could pass as gold. That's more yeah. or less the same colour as mine. If yeah. you didn't know that was bronze, you'd probably think it was gold, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 In See, the same way as red and white wine make rosé. <laughs> if you mix red and white wine together from yeah. a distance, it looks like rosé. So, yeah, you're all right. you've won gold, basically, mate. I have, basically. I have basically done that. So what was this show that you got beat me at that was better than this? What, that you won a gold thing for? What was that about? How did that happen? Uh, it was about a man and a woman who meet at Butlins, and then he contacts her online. That's not as good as this! <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was it, Pearl, Pearl and Dave? Yeah. It's a nice Which everyone little calls Pearl and story. Dean. They do. And well, I that's... don't correct them. I was going to put in there, papa, 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 I couldn't find a place. Why, why did you? Are they real people, Pearl and Dave? Yeah, Dave's my pen pal from when I was a kid. Right. Because I let go, me and my sister had let go of a balloon because we'd read this story about a girl who let go of a helium balloon and it floated a long way away so we let go of a normal balloon because we didn't have any helium in it. <laughs> and it floated next door and then this guy rang us and he was like I've got your balloon <laughs> He's da- and he was Dave Dave ham riding right Dave what? <laughs> ham riding ham, ham riding? yeah Good name is that? What is is that in Derbyshire? Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of name. That's a that's an old traditional <laughs> Derbyshire name for a man. His ancestors just fucked pigs, presumably. <laughs> yeah, presumably that's where that came from. There he is, off riding the hams again. Or just d- d- not even the pigs. He just waited till they were dead, hung up in the butcher shop. He fucking yeah. uh, not not Dave himself. His ancestors. His ancestors. I'm not impugning Dave ham riding, who's clearly a real person. <laughs> He is, my friend. He is. <laughs> he is. And then did he meet someone called Pearl? And then this is the truth. Yeah, but they'd met at Butlins in Skagness, right. which was a place where we used to go on holiday to <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, and um, he got back in contact with her because of the internet. Oh. Mm. Well, she wanted to let her know about the internet. Do you know there's a new thing out? It's called the internet. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd like to know about it. Yeah. Yours sincerely. I have to tell you by letter because obviously you don't know. No, he got into. They got. They found each other through friends reunited or something like that. I'm imagining. Yeah. Facebook. Oh. And then you just copied this down and won a, a, a Sony Gold. <laughs> yeah. I have to make this up. I don't know. I can't just copy. <laughs> there's, quite, yeah. there's some antagonism between the two of us. I should, probably should have 
not had on the guest who I, I should envy be more com- and hate. I'm not very competitive. I just no. go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could, it looks gold. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind if you say that you won gold and I won bronze. I'm a very secure person, Richard. No, I'm not. I'm very... <laughs> By the way, I really like the fact that your surname is a thing. Yeah. Like a herring. Yeah. I really like it when people have surnames that are nouns. Oh. Yeah. It is a thing, yeah. And a verb as well. Uh, herring. <laughs> uh, and sooty, funny enough, or sati, is, uh, I've learned this week, is in an in Indian practice where when a man dies, uh, the wife or mother of that man has to jump into the funeral pyre alive. Yeah. Is that what your ancestors did? <laughs> they set it up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and stood back. Did you know that? That's a very weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's spelled S-U-T-T-E, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it means that... Um, it, I think it happens in... It doesn't happen in this country. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it happens in Wales, I think. A lot, quite a lot in Wales. They eat seaweed and then they want to just die. So they, they, live, they dive onto the fire and if they don't want to... If they won't do it, they just get chucked on. Yeah, they have to do it. I know. I think it's from the Indian... One of the Indian subcontinent countries. Yeah, I think it is. But it means that if you ever ring... Because often people have um, problems... Pre- pronouncing my surname. Yes. If I ever ring a call centre in India, they can do it immediately. <laughs> they can, because they know, they know how to... So th- yeah. that's good. Sometime... I benefited from it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's, you're the one person who's come out of it all very well. <laughs> it's, it was worth happening all day. I don't, I'm not sure it happens so much anymore. No, I don't know if don't it, does. it does. It's, quite, it's not a good thing, though, is it? No, to... it's a test. You like love, and that's a testament to love, isn't it? That when you're... If your husband <laughs> dies, it's like that they, the fact that they die by burning to death is the really horrific thing. In, yeah. I mean, in Egyptian times, I, learned, I know a lot about death. I'm doing a show about death, that's why. In Egyptian times, someone would die and then all their slaves and stuff would get locked in the pyramid with them alive. And then they would that. starve to death. I, think, I don't know if that's better or worse than burning to death. I think it's probably worse. If you had to choose between being burned to death <laughs> with someone you loved, it's kind of worse when it's, I think it was the, when it's your mother that's kind of worse because that's, that's about the mother being a kind of a financial burden on the family. So they go, chuck, chuck his mum in there. So he won't be able to look after, chuck her in. And there are kind of women going, no, I don't want to go in the fire. Get in the fire. I know, it's a... I suppose that's why they do it, is it? Because of money? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I just... <laughs> it's about ritual. It's about, you know, there's a lot of death rituals come up and, and, then, yeah, we, and we, then we build these rituals around our lives and then they become normal until someone steps aside and goes, hold on, I think burning women is a bad thing. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> so it's a waste, if nothing else. A waste of good women. I wonder if there was if there were if it was a gay marriage that worked out which was the more feminine of the two. <laughs> if it was a masculine one who died. I mean, whoever was alive would be thrown on the fire. It's not it's not complicated. Yeah. So one dies and the other one gets thrown on a fire. Yeah. It's a good way to make sure. I mean, because what's happened like when my grandma recently died, I mean we don't want to keep it on a morbid level <laughs> all the time. But I'm kind of worried when she goes to heaven, my, she was with my granddad for most of her life till 25 years ago. Then my granddad died. And my grandma was still a good looking woman to old men, I suppose, sexually attractive. <laughs> and she had quite a lot of suitors. And then she went out with someone and she went out with Ken Mott, uh, who, uh, <laughs> who was 10 years younger than her and married to someone else. And uh, my worry is now she gets to heaven, is she with my granddad or is she with. Ken, who is also dead. Yeah. And is Ken's wife, I'm presuming, is also dead up there as well. Are they all on... Do they all have to share the same cloud, basically? 
I mean, no. definitely, because I think it would be a bit awkward. My grandma told my sister when she was 80 uh, that the sex she was having with Ken was the best sex of her life. <laughs> I can imagine both of the people actually doing that, so I can, I can envisage them, so it's all right for you. But now, does my granddad know about that, or does it get this, the, the secrets? Because he'll be up there going, oh, it'll be a bit embarrassing for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, what I'm saying, better that when, if my granddad died, it died, it would have been better if my granddad had been thrown on a fire <laughs> to, prevent, to prevent this awful occurrence. Yeah, this this it, is my, for eternity, being burnt in a fire for a couple of hours, <laughs> that's not as bad as eternity of a slight awkwardness on a cloud. <laughs> Yeah, you do, because that's eternity, isn't it? Is, it is, it's going forever. Yeah, I, mean, I like to think that everyone just chills out a bit in heaven and I don't share. Because I think, like, all the secrets would come out, wouldn't they? So you would know. I, I don't know, you sort of assume this. There's no reason. I think it'd be great if we died and you go to heaven and nothing is answered. We don't find out who God is. <laughs> it's just another level. And I, so I assumed we'd get all the answers. No, no, no. Don't know what's going on. We're just this. We're doing this now for a bit. <laughs> Seems to go on for a long time. But maybe there'll be, maybe at the end, God will come out and go, it was me. I was God. Well done. Um, yeah, and you just sort of do some kind of menial work for a bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think, you know, if we find out all the secrets and all the betrayals, the secret betrayals, it'll be very, unless we become different beings entirely that we don't have jealousies and pettiness, in which case, who are we? I guess if you're really happy, though, like if you're in heaven and you're living on a cloud and you can eat candy floss in Oreos... You can't eat anything. Your body's down here. You've left your body behind smoking on a pyre. So I guess what is there to do? Just... The, Sit around listening talk. to yeah talk harps. <laughs> you can learn to play the harp, but you'd you'd probably in the infinity of time you'd probably learn to play a harp pretty well in a hundred years, and then I think you you can play it for a hundred years. Go, oh, I'm pretty good at the harp. I think you get bored after two hundred years of the harp. <laughs> I'd like to move on to something else. They go, well, you can play one of those lot really long trumpets. Long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do that for another hundred years. Then again, I think it's just one note, isn't it? A long trumpet. There's not even any valves on it. I can do it really high or low, but I can, that's it. I've got no control over it. And then yeah. you've got all the infinity stretch. To be honest, you've, even at, before the 200 years, you still had all infinity stretching ahead of you. You don't even, it's not even counting off the days. You go, gosh, surely it must be nearly the end now. No, still infinity to go. <laughs> but we've done 200 years. I know, it's weird, isn't it? You think, isn't it infinity plus 200? No, that's the same thing. What's wrong with you, God? You fucked up. Anyway, enough about me and my ideas of the afterlife. <laughs> Possibly, we could do more. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that's, it. that's the wrong uh, question for you, but I might ask you. Ask me anyway. That, why is that in my book? I think it was a piece of stand-up from a few weeks ago. Um, so uh, you were um, in at Bakewell Youth Theatre. Yeah. Was that mainly cake-based, or is it...? <laughs> there was so a show called... Puddings, not tarts. Because <laughs> everyone calls them bakewell tarts, we're actually called bakewell puddings. Oh, yep. In Derbyshire. It's a little fact for you. Yeah. I did not know that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because that's nice, isn't it? It's nice to call someone a pudding than a tart as oh, well. Oh, it's much so. nicer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But from now on, I'm going to call people puddings and I'll know what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's <laughs> like when I used to work in a bar and a horrible girl used to come and order a drink, I used to go, when, I, when she'd give me the money, I used to go, tar. And as I turned around, I went... <laughs> <laughs> Just to 
it myself, but I knew. <laughs> See, when you get to heaven, she's going to know about that and she's going to be fucking furious. Shit. She'll, she'll be teaching me it. the heart. <laughs> and she'll teach you it wrong and everyone will be laughing at you for infinity. I think eternity is the word. Uh, when, when you were at school, you wrote love songs to boys or for your friends who fancied boys about the boys. Is that right? Yeah. Me and my friend Joe Gibbs started a dating agency called Izzy and Joe's Dating Agency. <laughs> we made loads of stamps saying Izzy and Joe's Dating Agency. Then we stamped them everywhere, like all along the wall and just everywhere, all over our books and all over my swimming certificate. Then we decided <laughs> that we actually had to do something with Izzy and Joe's Dating Agency. So, yeah, basically, if someone fancied another guy, they'd give me some facts about him. It was... Mainly me and Joe who fancied the guy and gave each other facts. But then I'd write um, a song about the guy yeah. and then the idea was that the songs were quite sweet and, and, a, and it, they were tailored towards the guy. So we, the idea was that he'd be like, wow, someone likes me enough to write a two and a half minute song about me involving the chords D and G um, <laughs> and maybe A for the middle eight. And then, um, it, you know, fall in love with us. So we used to record them. We didn't ever used to perform them live to the guys. We used to record them onto cassette tape. And then we'd do a B-side of whatever song was popular at the time. So <laughs> this was around 91, 92. It was always um, Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> but um, I couldn't play the guitar solo, so I used to play the chords and go, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Listen to your heart, babe. <laughs> And did this did this romantic entreaty work? Did it, did the boys like it? No. No. <laughs> they thought we were even madder. Did they find they... it overbearing and weird? Yeah. <laughs> they find it really, really weird. You have to play it cool with boys. That's what I've learnt. Yeah. In my seduction of twelve-year-old boys. Yes. I've discovered. <laughs> you have to be pretty cool with them. <laughs> Give them a bit. Yeah, show them you're interested, but not. Don't write a song about them. <laughs> also, in my case, that is evidence. So. <laughs> yeah, write a song, but do it live. <laughs> Never put it on tape. Also, the kids today don't know what tapes are. Uh, so no, it's true. Well, once we skived off, there was a school near our school called Anthony Jell in Worksworth, and we skived off. We had a day off, and they were at school, and me and Joe skived off and went and put these. So we, the idea was that we put the, these cassette tapes into the boys' school bags during assembly and during God, lessons. That's weird. So we had to watch. We had, that's terrifying. I know. So we knew which bag was there. So we spent ages trailing them basically to see because everyone had head bags then, um, the brand head. So we found like you know which one you know which one has Tipex saying EMF on it. Oh, that's theirs. You know. And then we'd find we'd we'd find it. We put the cassette tape in there with this little inlay card saying with the stamp of Izzy and Joe's dating agency. And then, um, but we'd skived off and gone to Anthony gel and done it there and their headmaster was a hippie and uh, we put the cassette tapes in their bag Sam and Jack and then they gave it to the headmaster and he played the tapes in assembly <laughs> can you believe it was there any sexually explicit lyrics in it no it would have been good no it would have been, no. no, been nice that is embarrassing but you weren't in the assembly they put, or were you in this no no because no, that was a rival school and was he playing it because he thought it was good or just to tell you to make an example of you <laughs> work harder school or you'll end up doing this, this yeah this won't happen if you <laughs> I, I once wrote a poem to Sally Waits who, uh, whose dad ran the spa in Cheddar uh, when I was I must have been like nine or ten 
and I was in love with her, so I wrote a, a two-page A4 poem. It <laughs> started, I love you more than I can say, I love you this and every day, and then it was two pages of rhyming couplets, <laughs> each one starting, I love you, which I would say was overbearing <laughs> as well. I'd say it was too much, but it worked. She went out with me. And so uh, had you signed it from you? Or? Yeah, yeah, I've signed, I, I had to go down after school, and I did it on a Friday, which was stupid. I posted it through the door of the spa. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I knew she lived. Uh, and, uh, and the supermarkets didn't open uh, you know, late at night in those days. Uh, and then I had to wait the whole weekend for the response. And then her friends came up and told me that she loved me too. Oh. We went out with each other. For, How long for? For two days. Because <laughs> we genuinely, I didn't know what to do. I'd built up to that and I had no idea what was expected of me as a, as a boyfriend. So we just walked around school at break time holding each other's hands and smiled at each other. <laughs> And then she dumped me because I was weird and didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, I'd promised a lot in the poem. That was the I couldn't live up to the poem. It rhymed. Yeah, because whenever you wanted to talk to me, you just wrote it down in a rhyming <laughs> yeah, couplet. Right. I remember finding my diary entry when I was about 12 saying, it's all around the school that I'm going out with Liam Duggan, but I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> but if everyone's my saying My friends it's... are saying I'm married to you, but I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so, and you've been learning Welsh. We, you talked to Welsh last time I spoke to you at the Les Square, no, the uh, Edinburgh Fringe, Richard yeah. Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast. There was all kid, cool kids call it Rehef. Uh, not as many cool kids in uh, Scottish-based cool kids. Has, has, it, has it been going, uh, you knew the, right. the word yeah. for microwave back then? Yeah, microwave, uh, poppity ping. Yeah. <laughs> Have you learned anything else other than that now? Yeah, I have learned a bit more stuff. I've been going to classes in a different place, but it's me and loads of retired people um, in the afternoon, and there's one really big woman who takes a different kind of pill every five minutes, and she won't be questioned about it. She doesn't ever speak well. She just sits at the back with all these pills laid out in front of her in different colours. So Maybe you're on drugs. People speaking yeah. Welsh would be pretty fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, it would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? You didn't understand any of it. Be mine be like being in Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm comparing Welsh people to elves. That's what I'm doing then. It would be like when I went to Slovenia when I was um, a teenager and I couldn't speak a word of Slovenian. And I came back knowing no more Slovenian apart from the words to a song about a man with a small penis. <laughs> but I went to the top of the castle and we drank all this weird... Um, drink made out of a plant that had alcohol in it and other like weird like absinthe type stuff like um, hallucinogenic ingredients that you have in drinks that, but like absinthe and then I had this sort of massive almost out of body experience and I looked up at the moon and everyone around me was talking Slovenian it was really surreal and the moon said to me you are a spy um, <laughs> You are an English spy, and I thought, I'm half Scottish, but that's fine. Uh, and you have come here to kill Slovenians. That's what it said. Watch out for that moon. I thought it said it in English, well, so I could understand it. Yeah. And, then, um, and then I was sick at the top of the castle, and then I came down. Was it, were you sick at the knowledge that you were there to murder Slovenians, or just because of the drink? Yeah, think? I was sick because of the knowledge, and then the moon decided that I wasn't worthy of being a spy, so it left Do you now me alone. have to hide? Do you have to hide from the moon now? In case. Why yeah. didn't you kill those Slovenians like I asked you to? In the Do late 90s. Um, yeah, yeah I am, I, I'm still doing well. Welsh is a hard language to learn. Can anyone here speak Welsh? <laughs> Shemai, yeah, that's how are you. Yeah. Plant, children, yet yeah, child. Tabernacle. Tabernacle. 
Sorry, sorry. Yeah. That, I, that, that's the only word I knew last time as well. I sort of reached a bit of a wall with Welsh. Because Wimbledon's on and... <laughs> I don't know, sometimes. Did you enjoy, have you been watching Wimbledon today? Because yeah. I have a bit, that's why I haven't really prepared any questions for you. It's exciting, wasn't it? Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. It's the only what? sport I get really into. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it when uh, the Selena Williams... Serena Williams... Selena, <laughs> Selena Williams, Selena. I'm going to stick with that. The lesser known sister. Uh, got knocked out. It was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a real surprise. Yeah. yeah. Fact, spoiler alert for uh, <laughs> the people watching this on video in three days' time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Robson got knocked out. I know, that's sad. Yeah, but Murray's still in. And I you're know. Scottish, so you like that. I do, yeah. yeah. I always think his head's... It's very satisfying looking at his head. It's like only slightly wider than his neck. <laughs> <laughs> really sort of um, sinewy and muscly neck. Like his head's more a, a, an afterthought <laughs> than some people's heads. Yeah. Our Not, heads are... Bigger than his. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not important in tennis to have a... You just need... You need a brain in order, and eyes to see the ball and stuff. But any more than that is a waste. <laughs> yeah. So you just... Someone can tell you, you when to eat and shit. To, <laughs> <laughs> That's why... You are funny, you know, Richard. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. No one else seems to tonight. I've been working quite hard on this. <laughs> Generally speaking, so I, t- I did talk to you. I'm trying not to make sure I don't ask you any questions that I asked you at the Sony Awards, uh-huh. except we were so drunk. It was unbelievable. And that was early on, wasn't it? It was very early on. And then later on, we started... Because at the Sony Awards, you have to pay to go. You didn't, because the BBC presumably paid for you to go. And then you have to pay for your own drink. So we'd, I'd, it was really expensive. Yeah. And so after the ceremony was over, I went round all the tables of the broadcasters, who, and they'd all left their beer and wine around. And I was back to being like 18 years old again when I just would steal drink from... So I stole beers from everyone. Well, I wasn't stealing because they left them and also fuck them. Uh, and so did you I, mix them all together? I, or? Did, <laughs> I did mix them all together in the Petri dish of my stomach. Uh, but <laughs> I, I did but drink I, a lot. I bought a bottle of champagne right. and it was... All right, don't rub it in. <laughs> oh, I'm such a winner. No, but... If this did is you what buy you it before you'd won bought... confident you were going to win? <laughs> Let's get ready to pop this. <laughs> I bought it afterwards, no, actually, did did. and I was so drunk that I just left it on the bar and went to the toilet, and then it was gone when I came back. Oh. So I hope you feel better now. I did. I felt very good drinking it. <laughs> and I found it on the bar. I, um, when I got in, I was so drunk that I asked my boyfriend to drag me to bed by the face. <laughs> and he, and he wouldn't. I got really angry. They, so I wanted him to, um, to know, just... Grab it. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sexual. Do that. Just, you know. I'd do, if, you, if I was your boyfriend, I would have, if you'd asked me to drink, I'd do whatever my wife says. If she asked me to smell her wheat, see if it smells of asparagus, I will do that. We did that the other day. Did you? Yeah. You smelled um, each other's wee? Yes, we both have asparagus. My wee In preparation smelled... for this podcast or just out of <laughs> your own interest? It was experiment, okay, but cool. it's just chance that, okay, that it ties in nicely. Yeah, um, I, we'd both eaten asparagus. I smelt why, my wee. My wee smelt of asparagus. Yeah. His wee smelt of asparagus. He smelt why, my wee. This is like a tongue twister. <laughs> he smelt my wee and it didn't smell of asparagus and his own wee to him didn't smell of asparagus. Yeah. And then I learned that it's not that the wee... It, okay, 
The wee has to smell of asparagus already, i.e. you have to have eaten asparagus, but only certain people can detect the asparagus with their noses. You can't tell anything, my audience, anything about asparagus. We, we, every, every episode of this, there's a long chat about this very issue. <laughs> Is that true, never get, yeah, it never gets boring to have that, <laughs> to have that one fact repeated over. <laughs> but that's interesting. So he hasn't got the receptors in his nose to smell asparagus wee, but you did smell it. Yeah. See, that's what a normal couple would do. That's all I've been saying. A normal couple would go, let's have a sniff of each other's wee and see if it smells. How do you think my wee ended up smelling of asparagus when I hadn't eaten asparagus? That is the big mystery. You'd drunk the wee of your wife and she'd eaten <laughs> asparagus. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I let it splash down my face. I never let any of it go into my mouth. Some, uh, some peep show fans in the second row there are a bit disgusted, didn't realise it was going to get into wee drinking territory. <laughs> I think someone might have spiked my food with asparagus. Yeah. Because I went out and I was eating in a nice kind of restaurant. I mean, there might have been asparagus sort of mashed up in... What I was eating somehow. Sure, a puree but, or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it wouldn't add much flavour, would it? It's not like... I didn't notice they would have it had would... to be doing it on purpose. Yeah, I didn't notice it on the way in. So it's odd to notice it on the way out. I was a bit freaked out. Yeah. It's a ghost. The ghost of some asparagus. It's quite a mischievous thing to do, isn't it? To spite people's food. <laughs> Later on, they'll wonder why their wee smells of asparagus. Unless they're one of the people who can't smell asparagus in their own wee, in which case the practical joke will fall flat. Yeah. So I have read on the internet about you that you, I don't, I don't understand what this means, you can put out 12 matches with your mouth. Yeah. I have some matches here. Oh my this God. is to give the people who have uh, who've paid to watch the video some extra value. We also might end up in a sooty sooty situation here. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think what, we can do it with six just to start off with? Because okay. I haven't done this since I was 14. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we should leave it till the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, we've done like 35 minutes, so we just put out a short one, and we're sadly at the end of the podcast. It'll just go, it'll just fade to, you know, it'll just fade on us and go, sadly, I'll just do a voiceover. I'll do it now, Chris, so you sadly, as he said, he set fire to her face. <laughs> and died. But her last, can you just, A, can you just say that I have no responsibility if this goes wrong, or the Leicester Square Theatre, or any of us lot, and B, um, can't remember what that was going to be. A or do. Yeah. Yeah. Could you agree with that? Okay. And do you, do you agree the podcast can still go out if you are burned? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Let's, let's give it a go. So your light sit. It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> wow, my goodness. I'd pay three pound fifty to see that. You ready to do twelve? Yeah, I'll do twelve. Gonna build up to twelve. If she dies doing the twelve, it'll be you. I was happy to leave it at six, so you'll be you'll be sued. Did that hurt when you did that? No. Okay. Do you think I could earn money from doing this? Yeah, I do. I'll give you twenty quid now. This is a mixture of uh, safety matches and non-safety matches. I don't know if that makes it more dangerous. Can you confirm that there are 12? One, two, three, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There are 12 matches. 
this is just just lighting 12 matches at once is is a dangerous thing now i know how murray feels <laughs> it's very similar to how he f- okay all right it's the, god yeah. i feel so alive <laughs> There's 12 matches on. It's gone up. It's nearly burned part of the finger for people listening at home, and that was very exciting. <laughs> and sm- 24! 24! <laughs> Let's not risk doing 13. That would be so dangerous in, in every way. And also, um, you to impress... Uh, you tried to impress a boyfriend with other, more mouth-based skills <laughs> on seeing who could eat the most ants. Yeah. What was taken? <laughs> yeah, we were doing uh, Grease, the musical. Oh, yeah. How old were you when you were doing this? 28 years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about 15 or 16. 15? That's still quite old to be eating ants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose it is actually. Um, yeah, uh, I was Jan, the one that no one can really remember. I but in the film, her. she goes. Bushy, bushy, bushy. No, I don't remember. Don't anyway. think she's. Don't think she's in it. <laughs> yeah, my mum just made me a special version of the film. Um, so I, so I really fancied the guy who was playing Kaniki. Not even Danny. We went for Kaniki, uh, and um, so did my friend Hannah one of my best friends from school and it was the interval and we were in the car park what? Uh, why were we in a car park in the interval? that's not professional I know it's straight we were all smoking I think I can't that must be why we were outside because it is a bit weird but I think we just all went for a cigarette because it was the interval Um, in our pink ladies jackets and he was in his leather jacket and then I there was a bush with loads of tiny ants on it alive not dead not just sitting on a branch dead. <laughs> and I ate one just to see what he'd do. Well, and to see didn't... what the ant would do. <laughs> Be ingested. Yeah. What, what, what the, what he the seemed boy... to go down quite, quite easily. Yeah. yeah, he liked it. Um... Did your wee smell of ants after this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd been eating asparagus, so it transferred. Um, and uh, Paul was... He didn't go away, and he smiled, so then... Hannah, we were quite competitive. So then she ate one, and then I was like, fuck you. So I ate another one, then she ate another one, and they carried on. We just kept eating one each, about 15 ants each. And then he just walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had to go back on and sing. Rama, lama, lama, lama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's not much to do in Matlock. There was. I'm sad that didn't work for you. Look, I'm, I'm nearly forgetting to ask the emergency questions, and that's very important. I've already asked you about the uh, armpit and uh, that dispenses sun cream and the ham hand when we were drunk at the Sony Awards. Do you remember what you said? Yes, would you... I would have said the armpit because yeah. I'm very pale and I would like to have sun cream always at the ready. That is correct. That is what you said. I haven't got any uh, questions from Welsh children today, Chris. I know it's slackers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no good I was going to fire them anyway because apart from the Stephen Fry question they've all been shit <laughs> but you can't just you can't coast on that on getting Stephen Fry to admit he committed suicide what about, suicide? The, cow and the, what about the, the cow and the badger was good but I might ask that that wasn't, that wasn't Ben that was one of his stupid friends <laughs> would you be I fucking hate all Welsh children uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to do a kind of Pied Piper style thing 
All I have to do is drag some seaweed along into the... Drag it over the Severn Bridge and then chuck it over the Severn Bridge and all jump in, trying to eat the seaweed. Sorry, sorry, Chris. I've I've realised that's insensitive. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask that one. Would you rather be a cow or a badger and why? This is a a child's question. I would never ask something as childish as that. Well, a cow's got less chance... A badger's got less chance of being eaten. Where's it? Where eaten, yeah. But they're, but being, cow... cold, they're being cold a lot at the moment, the badgers. Yeah. It's like live fast, die young. Or have <laughs> a less good quality life, potentially, over a longer period of time. Also, I suppose what's interesting about this question, and I've been frivolous about it, but it's a very well-worked-out question. The badger's free, isn't it? The badger remains free for his whole life, even if he is then run over or cold. Uh, but the, the cow is imprisoned. He's a slave, really, a milk slave. Or she. Well, really she. Uh, so... well, I, I have a sex change as well. So I just... always describe animals as he as well. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes I describe dogs as he and cats as she. Um, so, yeah, so there's a, there's a... Whether you'd rather be free in, the, in a yeah. hole in the ground or, uh, you know, or, or out imprisoned, the open, but... but out in the open... If I could choose who'd eat me, I think I'd be a cow. Okay. <laughs> Who would you like to eat you? Is the uh, interesting follow-up question to that? And in what way? And Murray Raw. <laughs> 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 he probably would do that. That'd be giving him some energy for the quarterfinals. Yeah, if I could, it was a cow and I could die and be steak tartare before Murray won Wimbledon, I'd do it. <laughs> In fact, I'd give Murray a hand to eat now yeah. before the final. You can't help him. Can't do that because you've chosen the sun pit, arm, the sun oh, cream yeah. armpit. You could have given him your ham hand straight away if you'd chosen. Because yeah. you get that. That's what happens at the end of the. Sh- well, I don't reveal at the end of the show. Once we go backstage, I give each guest whichever they chose. <laughs> have any of you been know what this is? You know, you know, you know, I've, I've a feeling a lot of people have kind of wandered in by by accident. And this is probably quite confusing. <laughs> I'll do whatever the moon tells me to do. So it should be, should be your answer to everything. Um, have you ever seen a ghost, Izzy Sooty? I've never seen a ghost. Oh. I'd like to. I've done a lot of Ouija boards. Oh, yeah, um, yes, I've read about that. Tell yeah. me about Ouija boards. I started doing Ouija boards on my own when I was about 10. When, on your own? Yeah. Uh, I played Sabutio against myself. That's, uh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no one can cheat if you're doing it on your own you can only cheat yourself I know so was it real yeah well then you've seen a ghost I suppose I felt one <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you it felt good <laughs> what um, did the ghost I, say via Ouija board to you I've spoken to so, right so obviously it could be I don't know what I think now I don't know if I think that you want it to move and you somehow convince yourself that it's moving. But I swear to you, I, my mum taught me how to do them when I was about 10. <laughs> she also breastfed me till I was four. Wow. The, I always thought I had a really good memory because I could remember being breastfed. But it's because she breastfed me till I was four. <laughs> and the so other day just... I was boasting about my memory and she went, no, that's because you were four. <laughs> 
and she only stopped because my dad went to a medical at work and he was fine. And then he said uh, to the guy, oh, just to let you know, my, my wife is still breastfeeding our daughter and she's four. She can string a sentence together. And the guy said, this must stop. <laughs> so my mum used to put um, Smarties on, on, like inches away from her nipple and then I'd get distracted by the Smartie and apparently two days later I, I forgot about it. But our code... Our... <laughs> You know, I didn't think we could beat the Stephen Fry revelation, but I think, I think we're going to be on the news again. <laughs> Your mum also breastfed me till I was 27, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty sweet deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so, yeah, so that's what she did. She, uh, she, she taught you a Ouija board and she breastfed you and yeah. the moon talked to you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I used to come up from school and just do them. I didn't have a permanent Ouija board. I had an, I used to get an A4 piece of paper and then just write out um, all the letters of the alphabet in a circle and put a cross in the middle and yes on the left and no on the right. Then I used to write out numbers, um, which I never needed. I, didn't know, I thought I was going to do algebra with you or something. Um, and then I used, to, I used to put a glass on it and I used to, sometimes used to take a really long time Say, spirit of the glass, I believe in you. Spirit of the glass, I believe in you. If anyone's there, please move to yes. Sometimes it'd take 20 minutes. It would always go. Then it would go really kind of like, really um, almost grumpily at first, like it didn't want to move. But then by the end, it would be flowing around so quickly, I could barely keep up with it. So I've spoken to loads of people, people who died in the plague. and in the plague? Bob Marley, I spoke to at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I did, in Sheffield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, did, uh, if it wasn't Bob Marley, it was a spirit pretending to be Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two possible options, isn't it? <laughs> um, what did Bob Marley have to say for himself? He said he was, ha he was happy. Oh, we thank God. I was worried. I was, I was worried about him. We only asked really, um, like, we asked him nice questions. Like, are you happy? And is it nice up there? And he said yes. But I had to stop doing Ouija boards when I was about... 13 because I did a Ouija board and it, and it was with my mates then because sometimes I used to do them with other people and I got a reputation for being good at them um, so even when I decided to give them up sometimes people would get me in to the room at a party to like kick it off and then I'd leave <laughs> like so the, the last one that I did before I decided to give it up was when about 13 or 14 and we were at this place that we used to call Down by the Rocks which was like across the road from our house and it wasn't rocks it was just like a bin um, <laughs> <laughs> we were all doing this Ouija board, me and some other kids, and then um, we said, is anyone there? Please move to yes. And it said yes. And we said, spell out your name. And it spelled out Izzy, but with a Z. And I've never spelled it with a Z. Um, and I said, are you my ghost from the future? And it said yes. And I said, how many times am I going to have sex in my life? <laughs> and it said something like 32,000 times. <laughs> Which I've doubled, right, guys? <laughs> and then it went, I said, am I going to go to heaven or hell? And it said, hell. Oh. And then I went, ah, oh, and took my finger off. And then um, I was like, oh, no, now... Because there's this the idea that if you, if you um, sever the contact, it will sort of stay with you. Like... <laughs> so... So it's... Well, it's your own ghost, though, so that's... Oh, yeah. So you've, you've stayed with yourself. <laughs> 
Aren't you worried as you're counting down to the 32,000 sexes? <laughs> oh, yeah, either your future ghost thinks you're a bit of a slack. That's first of all. <laughs> then you're kind of worrying, oh, my God, and then I'm ever getting closer to going to hell. There's no escape. Do you think the future's written in stone? There's no escape? Because, you know, you've done lots of good things in your life. It'd be a shame for you to go to hell. Yeah, I know. It's because of those 32,000 sexes you've done. <laughs> If only I'd made a note of every time I'd had sex, I could be doing this countdown. You could be. I love the fact that a child would ask that. Like, you'd ask how many times... That was like, the you first would be keeping thing I asked memory. it. But like, you went, once I start having sex, I'll obviously keep a running total of how many times. <laughs> so the numbers came in useful for the 32,000. Yeah, that must yeah. be why. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they did. Because yeah. otherwise, just spelling that out would have taken forever. <laughs> <laughs> 32,000. <laughs> So yeah. that's, well, that's good. I don't, even, I don't need to ask if you. That's, uh, that counts as seeing a ghost for me. Have you ever no. seen a Bigfoot? No. No. Have you got any brothers or sisters? Uh huh. Have, the, <laughs> have any of your siblings ever seen a Bigfoot? I don't think so. No. Do you want them to have done? Well, it would be nice if one day someone had. It's a good question, that. But it if, is a good question. But not when people keep saying no. If someone goes, yes, I have seen a Bigfoot and this is what happened, then they'll get a big story on the newspapers again. Well, you should definitely keep asking. I will keep asking. Don't worry, I will. There's no, there's no danger of me changing these at uh, this, uh, this stage. Um, I'll just check there's anything. Well, I can't. I've got... Have you ever tried to give yourself cunnilingus? <laughs> so it's, I've adapted that question because you are a lady. Yeah. Um... No, but I wish I had, because, uh, well, I might try. <laughs> Why not? I don't think it'd count in the 32,000. No. Hey, I wonder if masturbation counts in the 32,000. I suppose having sex has to involve someone else. Philosophical question. Yeah. Don't think it does count. I don't think masturbation... I hope it doesn't, because <laughs> I've, do I've done 32,000 this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't ever tried. I don't think I'm, I'm not very flexible actually. I've got a joint no. disease called ankylosing spondylitis. Oh, sorry, I was yeah. sorry to have brought that up. It's yeah. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that I've then. That's an embarrassing thing isn't it, to have asked. I should have researched that and then asked a different question. <laughs> what's that? What's what's that involve? It involves um, like it's like a joint disease, right. and it involves. I sometimes get inflamed joints and they hurt. And then when they heal, they fuse together and it causes this thing called bamboo spine, which means that your spine doesn't bend. Um, so you definitely wouldn't be able to go down on yourself no. if you have bamboo spine. Do you reckon Sometimes you can get... people can't even really move their neck that well. Can you get like disabled parking from that? Because <laughs> that's on the bright side. Yeah, I reckon at some point. Yeah. But I've only just passed my test. So oh, okay. yeah, I'll have a few years of driving normally and then I'll get, I'll get that <laughs> bloody badge and I won't let it go, Richard. <laughs> Because I've tried to get one of them, and they, I, I've, I've raised loads of money for scope, like nearly, <laughs> nearly, like nearly a quarter of a million pounds. Why don't fucking give me one? Just think it's out of order. I think you should demand it. I, I do. I keep demanding it, and they go, ah, they laugh as if I'm joking. <laughs> ah, no, where's my fucking? I want to be able to park near the shops. <laughs> Like when I go to the gym, there's, there's parking spaces right near. I have to go another 20 yards over and park, then walk. Walk 20 yards towards the gym. 
Um, no, I won't ask you that because that's a question for Sean Hughes. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be embarrassing. Um, did you ever get a uh, Nando's black card? Or whatever they're called, the card. You said you said in an interview you'd never done anything with your celebrity status, but that you were going to try and get a Nando's card where they give you free chicken. If you're a celebrity, they give you free chicken. Do you know this? Yeah. But yeah, it's you, too, I think it's are you a celebrity? Have you got one? Athlete. You're an athlete. Yeah, this is, you've, got a, you've won a gold medal for skiing or something. Yeah, What's oh, your name? Well Jamie. Jamie Fox. Yeah. He's a, an Olympic athlete. Like, that fucks on you, don't you, you're a nuclear <laughs> physicist? Walking along the Great Wall of China. How far along the Great Wall of China did you walk? What's the fucking point of that? <laughs> five miles. Go and just walk around London for a bit. Either do the whole thing or not at all. <laughs> and then when he can't go, oh, it's too long. Blow it up with a nuclear bomb. That's what I'd do if I was you. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Have you, you got, got you a Nando's black card? Can you not? <laughs> Bet you wish you had one of those though, don't you? Hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah thank you. Gold is rubbish. It's just made of one metal. Bronze is made of two metals, and therefore it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's three times as good. Uh, you um, never got. You never tried to get your celebrity status. No, I thought. Like, oh, yeah. I would like one actually. Is none of quite near my. You still have to house. buy all the. You still have to pay for the chips and stuff. Oh, is that right? I think so. Uh-huh. No, don't have to pay for anything. You walk in, have whatever you want. Yeah, for four people. Was, yeah. And plus unlimited Diet Coke from the machine? Not diet. No. <laughs> Not diet. <laughs> All right, just because you're sporty, you can run around. Um, <laughs> I love skiing, JB. Do you want to come? I'd love to come, yeah. That's just... Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, dear, Jamie. Jamie's a comedian. He's <laughs> um, turned a bit rapey, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just get, I'm just getting on film, just in case... <laughs> For evidence later on. It's because of the 32,000. It is. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's kind of it's turn a bit weird, hasn't he? So far, because he's won a gold medal, you have to, you know, you have to allow him to do a certain amount, more than you'd allow the usual heckler. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's getting to the point where even the gold medal is not enough to. Yeah, it's like if who is the highest status person in the country? The Queen. Do you yeah. Think? How much would you let her get away with? Quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Prince Philip, I'd let get away with loads just because you know. Yeah, it'd be funny, wouldn't no, it? No, because he's you know he's clear to. He hasn't got he hasn't got long left. So I'd, I'd get I'd let him I'd let him do some ra- I'd be, he could do some races and I'd go oh yeah they are they are Chinese people do look slightly different you're right. But then I might say, I'd laugh along there and go, but maybe to you, from their perspective, Prince Philip, you look odd. Have you thought about that? Prince Philip would go, oh, I've never thought. I never thought of it the other way around. I'd teach Prince Philip a valuable lesson. And you went to China, you'd be the odd looking one. And then they go, hmm, I've learned something now, Rich. <laughs> now I will go to heaven. I bet he's got a bloody black card. I bet he has, yeah. What's fucking killed him, I think. All that too too much Nando's. Not that he's dead yet. So look, should we um well he might be, by the time you're watching this, he probably is. You know, because some of the people what in you know, this guy stays on the internet forever. I mean, I'll be dead at some point, people will still be listening to this. Yeah. Somewhere in the I mean my blog's in the British Library, you know, my blog is gonna be in five thousand years' time, people will be reading that, working out what was going on in the twenty-first century. Yeah, it's like a time capsule. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> so look, do you want to? Uh, you've got to go and do another show, haven't you? Yeah. Would you? Would you? I don't really. Is there any way we could persuade you to, to, to do a song of some kind, Izzy, before you went? Oh, because I know you, we well, haven't prepared for this. <laughs> I could there... either do. I, I could either do a song. Yeah. In. Oh, just more matches, yeah. yeah. I could try We've and improvise a song them. about the matches. Um, I could either do a song in Welsh or I could do singing as if I'm down a well. What do you think? Well, can you do a song in Welsh as if you were down a well or is that too, that, is that too much to ask? <laughs> That's too much to ask, I think. What I would the do... audience like? Let's vote, not as if they... Welsh, no, it has to be either or. Ham and or, you can't have both a ham and and a sunbit on green. If this show teaches you one thing, it should be that. You have to choose. Can't Actually, be a badger and a cow. I could do, I could do, I do, could do two bars down a well and then do the Welsh song quickly. Okay, cool. Okay. Izzy Sutti is now moving out to get a guitar. I hope there's one there. It'd be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. be rubbish if there isn't. There's a small chance there might be one here. Uh, so they're very good here at the Les Square Theatre. They will have put one there for you. Oh, 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 no, she's gone. She's just left. <laughs> I don't really blame her. I, I asked her about the, uh, the, the cupboard with David Mitchell and the station we covered in the, in the Edinburgh Fringe podcast, if anyone's wondering why I haven't brought that up. Because <laughs> that is obviously the most important thing about Izzy. Uh, yeah. So if you want to have fear, hear a lot about that, then listen to that whole oh, podcast. Oh, yes, I told you about that take. Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my, I was very ungallant last time and I apologise anyway sing us, sing us a song you weren't you were just being yourself I was just <laughs> and just I can't being, help it it's you sort of, can't it's, it's just all the right. way I am yeah it's good um, okay so this is uh, singing as if I'm down a well um, I'm going to do Lady Gaga I keep trying to update it but it's hard to find songs that okay I'm your biggest fan, and I'll follow you until you let off me, 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 ba, 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 and um, that's just a thing. No punchline to that. Which is me showing off. It's good. No yeah. special effects. No. no, 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 no special effects. Right. Uh, so this is a song in Welsh. Um, I the only other language that I can speak is French, and the only thing that I can say is "Jésus le ping pong à la Rochelle," um, <laughs> which any lovers of the book Tricolor will remember as. <laughs> I play table tennis in La Rochelle. So um, this is um, a song that I've written in Welsh for my boyfriend since I've been learning it. Oh, 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 oh,
hate it in case you don't know what it means. It's a podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Izzy Sooty. It, uh, the music on it was by Pest. It is the... Uh, uh, also, there was the man from the British Comedy Guide called Orange Mark. He helped out. That was good. And so did Chris Evans. Not that one. Uh, from Go Faster Strike and all the thanks to everyone who filmed it and all that stuff. Uh, also, it is produced by Ben Walker, who produces things like Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown as well. Why not listen to some of those? It is a Sky Potato, Fuzz, and Go Faster Strike production for the internet. How do you like them, Sky Potatoes? I like them quite a lot. Thank you for asking. They were delicious. That's all right, anytime. If you've enjoyed this audio podcast, you can download the video for a small fee or get a series pass, uh, which will include 10 podcasts for just £15. You can also buy my DVDs and books at gofasterstripe.com. I'm also doing an Edinburgh show called We're All Going to Die, which is at the Pleasance. Go to pleasance.co.uk and you can buy tickets for that all through the Edinburgh Fringe. There's some previews coming up in July all over the place as well. I'm also doing an Edinburgh version of this podcast called Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, which is at Stand One. Go to the Stand website, the Edinburgh Stand website, and you'll be able to buy tickets for that. My producer, Ben, is producing Do the Right Thing at the Edinburgh Fringe with Danielle Ward and Michael Legg. All sorts of idiots are in that. Uh, and you can get tickets from thepleasance.co.uk if you want to come along and see that, or you can listen to it on the internet at some point for free. Uh, please support us if you can. We'll be back next week with Sean Hughes.